welcome to Ed Leader with your host, Dr. Rob Jackson. Join Dr. Jackson for conversations and reflections on improving educational leadership from the classroom to the boardroom and beyond. Educational leadership is an ever-evolving opportunity to make a real and lasting difference in the lives of students, parents, and the community. And now, here's your host, Dr. Rob Jackson. Hi friends, this is your host, Rob Jackson, and I want to welcome you to a very special episode of Ed Leader, our 20th episode. It's hard to believe that the 20th episode has arrived. Not too long ago, the Ed Leader podcast was still a dream of mine. Today, 20 episodes later, I am blown away by the number of listeners across the country and literally around the world. For the 20th episode, I wanted to share something extra special, our collective reason for being as Ed Leaders our students. Thus, the 20th episode of Ed Leader is dedicated to the class of 2020. I know that you're going to love hearing from two of our very special students. Please help me welcome our school system's valedictorian, Mr. Ethan Hewson, and salutatorian, Ms. Hannah Rose. Let's get to it. Hello, guys. Hello. How are you doing, Dr. Jackson? <laughs> I am just beyond excited having the opportunity, first of all, to celebrate the 20th episode with Ed Leader with two people who I just absolutely admire and respect and have enjoyed watching as you've gone throughout your career. It's really exciting, and there's something to me that seems kind of special about the 20th episode being dedicated to the class of 2020, and so I really appreciate both of you means a lot to me, so thank you very much, and congratulations on your upcoming graduation. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, let's kind of start with this. Hannah, what's up next for you? Well, I have a scholarship to go to UNC Asheville in the fall of 2020, so I will be attending there, and then hopefully I'll be going to law school after that to study discrimination law, so that's my plan. Excellent. <laughs> what, what drew your passion in that direction? Well, I've always had a passion for the equal treatment of all people, and I love UNC Asheville. I'm a very music-oriented person, and Asheville is very, you know, artsy and kind of hipsterish, and that's <laughs> definitely me. But it's also a very activist community, and I love that. So excellent! So it was the right school for you. It seemed like a perfect fit. So that's awesome. I'm excited <laughs> for you, Hannah. Ethan, what about you? Where are we headed to? I plan to attend Campbell University this fall. I've been accepted into the Lundy Fetterman School of Business under the BB&T Fellowship Program. This will guarantee me a spot into the business school where I will be starting day one in the business program, not my junior year. That's so I'm phenomenal. beyond excited. Oh, that's phenomenal. So you're not going to have to wait to get into your major at all. Um, no, sir. My first class, actually, I've, they've already told me I will be running a food truck. <laughs> so I am beyond excited to run my own food truck. Hey, I might be coming to Campbell. I was just going to say, <laughs> could be one of the most popular people on campus. <laughs> I plan to make money, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I'm so excited for both of you, and it's always fun for me as an educator, as a, as a parent, to hear young people as they talk about their dreams. 
you both have these really exciting opportunities that you've earned. You've worked really hard for them. But as you think about the opportunities you have, it's just kind of a jumping off point. What in your school experience do you think is the reason that you've been so successful? Ethan, let's start with you. What is it that has helped prepare you to be a part of this BBNT program? The biggest influence I believe that has helped excel my academic career most definitely has been my family life. Growing up with a loving mother and father has been very influential. Granted, they neither one of them has a higher degree. Um, my mother has a bachelor's. My father has some college experience but no degree. They still valued education an enormous amount, and that is most evident in my sister, who is actually in graduate school at the age of 20 wow. for psychology. So wow. it's definitely been a family thing that we all have been pushed in that direction of knowing how powerful education can be. That's absolutely powerful. You know, when we think about the influence of families and loved ones on young people, it's absolutely profound. And I'm sure in your experience, you've you've noted other students who may not have had that same blessing in life and how hard they've had to work without it. Yes, sir. I've, I'm actually not from Eaton Chowan Public Schools. I am from Bertie County Schools, where it is a much different economic demographic on the extremes. And many of my classmates and most of my closest friends did not have the same privileges I did growing up. And it was it was nice for me to be able to see both sides of the spectrum, where Eaton has some extremely well-endowed kids, they will, they've already been put in a great position. And even some children at Bertie who may be perceived as behind the eight ball, both children I've seen can work extremely hard. Right. So not discrediting someone's circumstances for their work ethic has definitely been huge in my viewing of people right. and understanding that everyone can work hard, not based on their predicament or situations. That's exactly right. You know, we're not defined by our circumstances. They Correct. certainly are a part of life. They create opportunities or obstacles, but they don't define what it is that we can accomplish if we're willing to work hard. You know, thinking about what you shared in terms of the value of your parents really pushing you and promoting education, does that give you a sense of responsibility in terms of the gift you have with being so very intellectual and then, of course, having had folks pushing you? You made the comment earlier about whether it's an obstacle or an opportunity, and I feel like the mindset my parents gave me from an early age was opportunity. This is not an obstacle. I was a child who had to get taken out of class at an early age for specialized learning. Okay. I had a severe speech impediment. I was not doing very well in my classes at a young, young age. We were incredibly hard as a family. My family worked incredibly hard with me at an early age. And that work ethic never stopped when I was able to manage the issue better. It continued on, and I believe that has been the greatest help of just the family system coming together to support everyone's situations. Ethan, that's so powerful to think about you sharing that you had a, a speech impediment, and very soon we're going to hear you give a speech to your classmates, and we're really excited about that, and I know you're just going to be absolutely amazing. So. I applaud your work ethic, and I applaud who you are as a person. Thank you, sir. Hannah, I don't know how you follow that. I don't know how I follow that. <laughs> Actually, I know about you, Hannah, that, that you also have just been amazingly successful. What's really prepared you to be as successful as you are in all areas? Earlier, you mentioned um, music. I know that you are a gifted singer. I have heard you Thank sing you. and 
and heard you in concert and just been blown away by your talent. But uh, like Ethan, you're not a one-trick pony. <laughs> you're also incredibly gifted in the classroom. What's really helped you be so successful? Well, like Ethan, I don't live in Edenton. I actually live an hour away. In fact, Ethan is the closest friend I have that goes to Edenton <laughs> and that lives near me. So, um, but I've gone to Edenton John schools since daycare because my mom works here. And so, you know, it's just the typical, you know, hour drive every day. But like Ethan, my family is a very big influence. But ever since I was little, I've always felt the need to prove myself. Even though I, you know, don't go to school here, I don't live here, but I have gone here all these years, I still feel the need to make sure I belong. And so I've always been a very goal-oriented person from a young age, you know, it was, when I was younger, it was making friends in Edenton, and now, going into high school, it was, I have to, I want to be at the top, I want to be one of the top students, and so I made a whole plan for myself, I mapped out from day one what classes I was going to take, what I was going to do, what sports I was going to play, what clubs I was going to be a part of, and yes, I stuck to that plan mostly, but, you know, as I got older and branched out a little more I saw that you know you don't have to have a plan for every single minute of every day but I always pride myself in being very goal-oriented and I think that I learned that from my parents and I learned that from my teachers coming in freshman year and I definitely wouldn't be here without that. Absolutely the importance of, of not just having a goal but having a plan and taking the time to write it out can't be overstated, but so many of us, and including myself, just don't do a good job with taking the time to write out our goals, to write out our plan, and, right. and you did, and, and obviously it's paid off incredibly well for you. And so very quickly for our listeners, in the state of North Carolina, our school systems are set up on an LEA or local education agency system where each county has a school system, and the students or children who live in that county attend schools there. However, children who live in other counties have the opportunity to cross county lines, and so it's ironic that both Ethan and <laughs> Hannah cross county lines to attend school in our school system, and we're so very blessed that they do and very excited to have had both of them as a part of our school system. So you guys are the class of 2020. The class that we will never forget, that's for sure. <laughs> I remember as your class was about to leave eighth grade, the continuation ceremony, I was asked to speak at the uh, as middle school was ending, and I, I shared with the class at that time that 2020, that's perfect vision, and to have a vision, and the two of you obviously had a vision because you've been very successful, but your class is going to be remembered for so much more than just this 2020 number. You're a class that was born around the time of 9-11. You're a class that's graduating in the middle of a pandemic, and so you've had this unique experience in life beyond just school. So Hannah, let's start with you this time. How has all of these life experiences, where there's the major hurricanes that you've experienced while you were a student, or 9-11 as you were born, and you may not remember that at all, and then then this pandemic, um, your senior year, how do you think that's helped prepare your class for life beyond high school, or has it? Well, definitely the pandemic has <laughs> definitely prepared us, and the the pandemic has definitely taught me that life is short, Yes. that you know, I live an hour away from all of my friends, so I know a lot of people here in Edenton that do get to see each other very often, but I don't get to see my friends very often, so 
you know, noticing the importance of maintaining friendships and maintaining relationships with your family, even though they're across country and you can't really see them anymore. But just the importance of living in the moment. My senior year up until the pandemic was definitely my best year of high school. I joined the tennis team. I was having a lot of fun. I was captain of the soccer team my senior year, yes. (laughs) And I didn't even get to finish my soccer season. So it was just like, I have to live in the moment now after all this is over, enjoying everything that I've accomplished and, you know, enjoying what life throws my way and not really taking advantage of it. Absolutely. There's power in that and living in the moment, really thinking about we don't know what the next moment's going to hold for us. Right. We don't know if we'll get to play the next game or, right. you know, it, it hit us so quickly. Well, Ethan, what do you think? How has this uh, pandemic prepared your class for what life has ahead of you guys? I believe that the pandemic has given different people different opportunities. Some people, this will be a major impediment in their life this will be something that has will just set them back tremendously. And for others, this will be the kind of black swan event that was needed to change something massively. And so for different people, it will affect them differently. I believe this will best be shown by certain children are doing more work online than others. Those children, I feel like their work will definitely be rewarded um, through the continuous effort, even when it may not be mandatory through some levels. And children who don't, they may experience certain drawbacks to having almost a year a year off of education. So I feel like this can be a huge calling card to who does what and how people will migrate off different branches. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's something there in terms of we think about in education equity quite a bit. Equity in terms of helping every student be successful to be just as successful as the two of you have been. And We understand that in this moment, this pandemic, there are students who have access to the Internet and students who don't have access to the Internet. There are students who have parents to motivate them when they're not motivated, and there are students who don't have that. And so when our students return, we'll certainly have that challenge as an educational system and as educators to help bring our students along from where they are. In terms of, and I certainly don't want you to share any names, but among your classmates, the senior class of 2020, so March 14th in the state of North Carolina, our governor said, we're not coming back to school, and eventually we found out not coming back to school for the rest of the year. Have your classmates been working hard, or are your (laughs) classmates kind of checked out and moving on to other things? Well, I mean... (laughs) That may answer my question right there, Hannah. Well, so... A lot of my classmates are spending a lot of time in the beach. I think our senior year, again, like I said, they're trying to live in the moment. But I know a lot of my classmates are trying hard. I'm in AP English, and so I get texts from my classmates all the time. Hey, have you done this assignment? Hey, have you read these chapters of this book? And sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no. (laughs) But... For for the senior class, it's it's pass-fail. You know, we don't get a grade, and I think we're all trying our best to stay motivated, but I do think it's hard to stay motivated, especially when we know that our year is almost over. But I think it's important. I'm not saying that you don't need to stay motivated. (laughs) I think it's important you stay motivated. (laughs) Finish your schoolwork. Because, my, look, my mom, I'm telling you, she's a teacher, and so when her kids don't do the schoolwork online, she gets frustrated. So she definitely makes sure I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, what do you think? 
all of my classes were online to begin with, so this has not been an impediment to me at all. But for my friends, um, most of all of my friends play baseball, so our season was cut off. We just had um, came into first place ranking for the state, mm-hmm. so that was a huge letdown for us. But most of us are, you know, kind of the good old country boy style. <laughs> Many of us are working now. Mm-hmm. I believe all of us are mm-hmm. have some form of a job, and that in itself would be a great experience. I feel like for some of us who don't have never had the opportunity to work a 40-hour week on top of a 40-hour week, it is different. It is a right. new thing, and it's a great experience to have. And I am glad that I'm getting this experience. Granted, not the best situation, but you make the most of it, I believe, my, my peers have. Absolutely. And, you know, Ethan, that reminds me, recently in our school system, like a lot of school systems, we had the opportunity to staff to deliver yard signs to each of the seniors class of 2020 and each group or each pair had a a list of seniors to go visit and I I happened to be with your principal Mr. Wood and more than half of the students we actually had to go to their workplace because they were working and one was working on a farm and one was working at a produce stand and I very much appreciate that work ethic and there is something certainly to be learned. Well, the two of you have this incredible opportunity to share a message with your classmates, our valedictorian, salutatorian. You'll have the opportunity. It's going to be a little different in terms of graduation, and we know graduation, the commencement ceremonies are different all over the state and all over the country, and different seniors are experiencing different graduations. Some have drive-up graduations. Some have drive-through graduations. We're going to try to duplicate a typical graduation as much as possible just in small groups because we have to follow the social distancing rules. But I wonder if you wouldn't mind, certainly not going to ask you to recite your speech on the on the spot, but kind of give us the theme. What is it that's important for you to share with your classmates as you really kind of started thinking about what message would I share with the class of 2020 before we all go our various ways? And so we will start with our valedictorian. What What's the theme of, of your remarks going to be, Ethan? The theme of my message is looking towards the future, and I was given the choice to whether it will be more of a very optimistic, everyone does great, everything will be perfect kind of thing, or a more real, realistic one. And, you know, I am more pessimistic because if you're pessimistic, you always will be right in the end. <laughs> uh, That's a good one, Ethan. I don't but, know. I may have to <laughs> <laughs> um, But, you know, I do believe, like, we do need to be very honest with ourselves on certain things. Not everyone will grow up to be Jeff Bezos. We don't need to draw that illusion, and we all need to just strive to be the best that we can be, and if not more. Right. And that will be my overall message, that we cannot all be at the same level, per se, but we can all get to the highest level of ourselves. We can be the best us we can be. Yes, sir, definitely. Absolutely. Hannah, what are we going to be sharing with the class of 2020? Like Ethan, they told me that I had to give either a very positive speech or not very negative, but, you know, more of a realistic All right, so we've heard there's at least one realistic outlook. Where are we going? Mine's on reflection. So mine's on the past. And while I do think it's important that we keep a realistic viewpoint, I am going to try to have a more positive outlook because that's my personality, Ethan. My personality is a little more so positive. So the two of you are going to kind of balance <laughs> we'll out balance our yin out. and yang of that's the right. class of 2020. Well, I think it's important that 
you never look on like back on the past with anger because if you live in anger then you're gonna have a future full of anger so I think it's important that we look on the past with a more positive outlook and try to forget the memories of us being you know stuck in the house and not being able to see each other and not being able to go to our last prom or being able to graduate or to go to our last home game or senior nights and just try to have a more positive outlook and think about what we have accomplished what we have been to you know we've been to our freshman award ceremonies we've you know me and ethan national honor society ceremonies we did get to go to our junior proms you know some people didn't go to their junior proms so i think my speech would be more on the positive outlooks of our high school career because we did have a part of our high school career taken away from us and so instead of thinking oh my gosh these are all the things i didn't get to do about all the things that you did get to do that other people didn't. You know, as I think about the, what you both just shared in this moment, it certainly resonates with me, and maybe it's going to be true across your class and, and your generation as you go forward, and, and you know, I'm so excited about all that, that you and your classmates will accomplish in life for our country and beyond, but as I think about it, you've been faced with these circumstances and you can be defined by those or not. And I've heard this theme across what you each have shared about not necessarily being defined by that, but being the very best you you can possibly be. And so I just so appreciate the message that you both have for your classmates. And I tell you, I'm so proud of the two of you, and I'm so proud of your classmates. You know, you may know about me. Um, I have four children, and my youngest son just graduated from the University of Tennessee. So he has missed his commencement ceremony and his older sister and two brothers each had their commencement ceremony and he went and sat through their commencement ceremonies. And by the way, here's a little secret for you. College ceremonies are a lot longer than high school ceremonies. So. Patrick's was really long. <laughs> so your brother, so yes. you understand, and, and your sister, so you probably understand as well. And so, you know, he sat through three, hasn't been able to sit through his and hasn't had his brothers and sister there yet, but we're looking forward to hopefully that'll happen in the future. But where I was headed with that is that as I think about the two of you and what you're going to accomplish and this thought of what you've lost, as excited as I am, I also grieve a little bit because you, Ethan, with the baseball team, ranked number one in the state, and uh, our school has had a state championship baseball team in the recent past, and we're looking forward to another one. But you missed out on your mom and dad standing there on the baseball field on senior night. That's such a special, powerful time. And you, Hannah, missed out on the opportunity on the soccer field for the spring for senior day or senior night, and that's such a powerful time. And that breaks my heart. I grieve for you and with you. But I'm certainly empowered by the thought that you're walking away from this, not allowing that to define you, that it's about what you have been able to do and what you will do in the future. And I'm so excited about what you will be doing in the future. Hannah, I want you to know I'm proud of you. I look forward to all you'll do. I believe in you. Ethan, I want you to know I'm proud of you. I look forward to all you'll do. I believe in you. Guys, thank you for spending time with me today. Thank, thank you, you for having, having us. us. I hope that you enjoyed hearing from Ethan and Hannah. 
I'm certainly very excited about their futures and the future of all of their classmates, not only here in our school system, but literally around the world. Recently, Bill and Melinda Gates were asked by the Washington Post to share a message with the class of 2020. Part of what they said was this, To the class of 2020, The inextricable ties between the people of the world are something that your generation understands perhaps better than any that has come before it. Many of you have been logging onto the Internet since you could read. You've grown up with access to pop culture, news, and perspectives from societies thousands of miles from your home. And the major challenges looming over your future, disease outbreaks, climate change, gender inequality, poverty, are also being confronted by your peers in every part of the globe. So what does all of this mean for the next chapter of your lives? As a member of our global community, your actions can have a global impact. Whatever your professional goals, wherever you live, whoever you are, there are ways, big and small, that you can participate in making the world better for everyone. I certainly echo their remarks to the class of 2020. We certainly hope that our children leave our school systems prepared for the world and ready to make the world a better place. I believe that they are and they will because they have had amazing ed leaders just like you who are giving of themselves for our children. Thank you for spending time with me today and thank you for all that you do for every student, every teacher, and every staff member. You are making a difference. If no one else has told you, I want you to know that I believe in you. Good day. Thank you for listening to the Ad Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ad Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.